Greetings and welcome to The Pure Report. I'm your host, Rob Ludeman, and it is time to bring the orange. And today, my special guest is Shobit Bhutani, our PMM for MSPs and SaaS, although you focus more on managed service providers. Welcome to the program. Uh, thanks a lot, Rob. Um, very excited to be here. It's great to have you. We captured you while you were in town. Uh, you do live in Austin, so you come visit us every once in a while. How long have you been at Pure? Uh, I've been Pure now almost about eight or nine months now, roughly. Started okay. in March of this year. Um, really enjoying the journey. It's a fabulous company to work for. You know, really great people and great product. And you come to us from a managed service provider kind of background. You actually lived it and did it. So it's great to have you on board and have that that sort of expertise and knowledge in place. You were where were you before Pure? Uh, before Pure, I spent about two and a half years at Rackspace, um, which is a Wonderful, wonderful company, right? Then they've really partnered with us actually this year quite a bit, uh, very strongly. Um, and then before that, I spent about 15 years at Dell doing a whole bunch of different things, including manufacturing and tech support and sales and marketing. So a wide range of things. Yeah, it has been great to see what Rackspace has done kind of coming along and you know, kind of joining at the hip with us. Um, as we dive into talking a little bit about managed service providers today, I think it'd be important for people to understand up front the context, right? When you talk about MSPs and and, and setting the, the the tone for for this conversation, what do you mean? What what, what are we talking about out there? That, that when you say a managed service provider, what's your definition of that, if you will? Sure, I think that's a great point. We should clarify as part of this discussion, right? The way we def define managed service providers is infrastructure providers who provide services on a subscription basis. Pricing is monthly, pay as you go service uh, for in the way even though broadly speaking they're the same I tend to keep public clouds and managed service providers slightly different so for example Rackspace is 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 a great MSP they provide a private cloud infrastructure and the public clouds are obviously public cloud so from a definition perspective I kind of tend to keep them separate so we're talking more about MSPs as as looking at, at an application service I mean they may provide sort of a, a cloud-like experience sure but for what we're talking about we're not necessarily talking about the hyperscalers or the or you know the pure sort of cloud services providers when it, we when we talk msps right absolutely when we yeah. define when we whenever the word comes up msps the way we're kind of talking about them is separate from public clouds hyperscalers got it okay just to make sure everybody's clear on that before we kind of dive in and then as i love to do what you know you come from that space what, uh, and it's highly competitive, right? Um, lots of competitors in that space. What, what, are the, what are the managed service providers, what do they care about right now? What are they challenged with? Uh, for a managed service provider, it's a pretty interesting time frame. They've gone through, um, I think, a lot of, lot of challenges for the last five to 10 years, particularly. Um, <clears throat> I think it starts really with where hyperscale, what hyperscaler, hyperscalers have done to the entire environment. You start looking at hyperscalers for a second, they come up with literally hundreds and you know thousands of features sometime in a year. Every uh, customer, uh, you know, uses a set some a subset of those features. Right. But MSPs have to compete with them in the sense that they have to be feature rich as well. Hmm. Uh, the second thing from an MSP perspective is uh, the hyperscalers push them towards. Um, you know, customers now ask the hyper, you know, having connectivity, connectivity with the hyperscalers because they want the flexibility of putting the right application in the right public cloud. Um, the second thing which I look at it is this particular pressure from hyperscalers um, 
pressurizes uh, them to actually now hire new people, mm-hmm. to continue developing skills. The problem with that is from a MSP standpoint, they're usually not able to get more headcount because of the amount of competition that's come in the space. Yeah. There's competition with the hyperscalers, there's competition with the um, hyper, between the MSPs themselves trying to differentiate. Um, so cost, differentiation pressure, um, as well as the competition with hyperscalers has led to a new, new kind of uh, direction in the last five to six years particularly where they're actually now, even though they're competing, they're actually cooperating with the hyperscalers a lot to be able to connect and move data back and forth very easily. If you can't beat them, join them kind of exactly philosophy. Right. Although there's plenty of business out there for it, right? It seems like there is um, a, a trend for folks to take certain things that they don't want to have the expenditure to run on-premises anymore yep. and to go look at one of these two options. But hey, sure. if you're an MSP and you can also connect seamlessly into cloud, all, all that much better and it makes your offering more attractive, right? 85% some of the numbers I've read, 85% of MSPs today are already working very actively with the hyperscalers mm-hmm. to be able to connect, have connectivity, to be able to move data back and forth easily. Okay. Uh, some of in 72 to 73% of the customers today are demanding that there's connectivity with multiple public clouds. So even, yeah, and customers always drive what, what gets delivered exactly. in the end. Um, why... Our customers looking at managed service providers, and I kind of gave away a little bit of the of the plot by saying, you know, there's certain things that they don't want to on, run on premises anymore. But are there are there more things to that? Is there an operational agility or or kind of a, an efficiency that they get from going to these really well established um, MSPs? Because it seems to be happening more and more that 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 you know customers are looking to shift on prem into those environments. Certainly, I think the primary driver is really cost okay right they want to be able to move stuff to hyperscalers because cost wise it's easier for them they can get into a subscription model Mm -hmm. and now reduce their infrastructure spending to a monthly bill pay as you go versus trying to maintain this huge amount of infrastructure in their own data centers and then managing data centers is very very difficult right you have to manage upgrades and new applications that yes so many different factors right that come into that yeah like new applications get launched. I mean, you being the application uh, application director, you kind of know, know a, lot, a lot about that, right? In my and, spare time, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then upgrades, and you know, there's upgrades within storage, and then networking issues, and then is you know security, and now with this new environment of uh, <clears throat> a lot of cyber t- cybersecurity attacks. Um, there's also that angle that they have to worry about. So they want to get out of the IT 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 business, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. And try move more and more towards what their core competency. Like if you think about a hospital, for example, like that's it's not their core competency to be doing IT. Yeah, it's, it's patient care, right? Thank you know, you. so let somebody else deal with all the IT aspects of that and and invest and focus on the value add things that you do for for patient care or research or whatever it is. Yeah, exactly I get it. right. I get it. That's a good example. So so that's that's. The primary drivers are basically IT, you're getting out of the IT space, focusing on your core competencies, and then ma- managing your costs very aggressively. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And both of those places, MSPs make great threat formulation. Yeah, absolutely. Well, here at Pure, we are a data management company, right? So I, I know, obviously, the role of data is super important and probably one of the biggest factors for MSPs. Um, what kind of challenges do they run into when, when data access is challenging? Uh, data availability and data accessibility is the number one thing that okay. MSPs are uh, accountable for. 
is once they start giving that monthly bill to the MSP, mm-hmm. the expectation of the customers is my data is always, always, always available. Um, a lot of the better MSPs will usually even start publish their uh, availability numbers. Like right? SLAs and things, SLAs right? and yeah, availability yeah. numbers. Right. Uh, because that's the most important thing that their their job is. So yeah, yeah. Um, what what do you hear? And you talk, you know, you talk with Rackspace. You talk with all the other. I, we keep mentioning them by name. We should talk about some others. But um, what what are the top two things that you hear managed service providers asking Pure to help with? Right? They give you a call, or that you're in a meeting, and they kind of go, "We're really struggling with X and Y. Can Pure do this? Like, what are those things? What are those things that they come to somebody like us to ask about?" Uh, when you start thinking about pure and MSPs yeah, yeah. directly, the couple of things that, that come up to mind right away is the fact that uh, they're struggling usually with these uh, forklift upgrades that traditional storage vendors uh, put, on, put on MSPs, right? If you start thinking about an MSP environment, the hundreds and hundreds of these storage units that they have, yeah. every two to three years from a forklift upgrade upgrade, the traditional storage vendors will force these forklift upgrades on them. Our evergreen model actually gets them away from all of that and now takes that down to a bill again where we help them with all these upgrades. And addresses uh, that SLA problem that we just talked about a minute exactly, ago, right? They're right. able to enforce and maintain and go, yeah, yeah, we can deliver this amount of uptime and availability for your data. Um, you know, we've got the ability to upgrade things on the fly without having to take you down. And they may not even know that, right? The, exactly. end, the end users shouldn't know that if everything's working really well. And if you go back to what we were just talking about from the challenges that they're yeah, facing yeah. and the hyperscaler challenge, they have um, they have to they're pressured continuously to to expand their skill sets hmm. to be able to handle more applications and more stuff. They don't want to spend more time managing storage. So what they're looking for from Pure is how can I have the lowest touch environment be able to have these nice little portals where I'm able to do a lot of self management of uh, my storage, right? Where you can see in the portal what's going on. And you know, Pure does a fabulous job of that with our Pure One portals and mm-hmm. you know how we've set up our internal in- infrastructure. So it's a great story. Yeah, and it's really, I mean, it gets down to staffing optimization, right? I Bingo. mean, I, I, you know, MSPs are taking on the role of building out these big data centers with racks and racks of servers, networking, and storage. And you look at the ratios of what it, you know, how many admins per array per server, whatever that you have. And if they can find ways by simplifying that operations, um, they can they can be more competitive with the with the cost of what they offer, right? With, sure. with, with what they push out. Um, are there MSPs we tend to align with more tightly or are we kind of agnostic? We'll kind of work. I mean, obviously we, we want to serve whoever sure. we can or the ones that we have kind of tighter relationships with or uh, I don't know, historically, before we get into that, take us back. How, how have we historically worked with, with managed service providers in this space? Uh, we've actually been working with managed service providers for several years now already. Okay. Right. If you start looking at, um, you know, hundreds, hundreds is what, what we've been doing business with. What we've done in the last two to three years, particularly, is we've set up a program where we have our elite partners and preferred partners. Okay. Uh, this is, it's very easy to easy to kind of get into some get into our business with us, right? You sign some a couple extra con- contracts with her, and you get an MSP license, right, to be able to be an MSP for, for BitPure. Uh, with the elite program, um, it comes with. Um, more like services, you get my MDF, we go do a lot of co-selling and joint motion with us. It's usually for bigger sized MSPs is the right fit for elite partners. And then preferred partners is you have our badge and you know you start working with it, but there's very limited co-selling motion. Right? Okay. We happily engage with you if you've got the right 
uh, customers for you. But so those are the two models we operate in. Do we kind of find that we each pull each other in, right? I mean, is it skewed? You know, sometimes you have these relationships where one side is doing more of the, uh, you know, hey, come in, you know, come, we tell you about this pure thing, or that we go, hey, you, you were looking for an MSP, let's talk about this, or is it is it pretty equal in in your eyes? Uh, from with respect to in terms of you know when you're doing the actual engagement, right? So you know, prospect comes and goes, hey, we're, you know, we're looking at you know doing MSP services, and you know, are we generally providing the lead and going, oh, we're, you know, here's what we do with Pure, and you should check out you know, what we can do for MSPs, or do we find that MSPs are kind of going, oh, you're looking for, you know, neat data management technologies, you know, come look at Pure? Uh, it's, it's both. It's a little bit of both. It goes yeah. both ways. Yeah. There is several customers that come to us saying they want to get off the club, get off premise. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And how can you help me Pure? Right. And that's a great fit for our elite partners, particularly, right? So where we, we take them saying, or depending on, on which region you're in and, you know, the right fit for you, it may be a preferred partner. That's the time we direct that lead to one of our MSPs saying, hey, we got this great lead for you. We'll work with you to get this thing set up for this customer. And then the other side of it is sometimes MSPs will come to us saying, hey, this customer is asking for Pure, right? And then we yeah, get in business with them right away. Yeah. How do you, so we talked earlier about um, the, the idea that the MSPs are, are now connecting into you know, hyperscalers and public cloud services. What is the reaction then of an MSP who's who's talking to us and goes, well, we want to deliver like a storage of service kind of thing. What can you do? Right. We have Cloud Block Store. I mean, is that how have they they've been very receptive to our uh, work to put the same storage services into the major hyperscaler clouds? I would assume that's that's kind of a natural fit with what they're trying to do. Absolutely. There's, yeah. uh, because of the fact that they want to get connect connectivity into the uh, public clouds. And then there's a lot of a lot of our customers who are actually have been working with Pure. They want to experience mm. the same, uh, you know, the storage storage portal and have the same exact experience as what they've got in their on-prem stuff, or at least similar. So that's those are great fits for our CVS um, on AWS and you know and beta beta for Azure right now. Um, so those are great fits for, from that perspective. And the fact that now you've got you can still have your on-prem infrastructure, but you've got a pure environment sitting on AWS gives you that wonderful connect connectivity between the two uh, spaces. And I guess we can add in our OpEx model with pure as a service, right? Exactly. So if you're as a service, you've got you know cloud-connected data capabilities, and you're running it through an MSP. So really, a customer just comes and goes, this is the consumption model I want to have. And all by the way, we use AWS or we use Azure. You know, what is that monthly bill? Let's run it. And we yeah. make it easy to do. Very cool. What about dedicated hosting? Is that dead? Is that still something that's pretty popular? Still, I, I think it's still very, 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 possible. very alive. Very alive. Yeah, yeah, very, yeah. very possible. Yeah. So we, Rackspace, the example that we keep giving, actually, right, right. Rackspace and all, a lot of our other elite partners, particularly, there's a huge, huge part of our business is dedicated and private cloud business, right? People and certain companies who want from a compliance perspective or just from a security perspective, they want the comfort of being in a private cloud. Mm -hmm. That's that's a great fit for our MSPs, uh, particularly on the lead side. Are there any specific workloads or use cases that we see dominate that space, right, versus others? Healthcare, retail, okay. financial. Okay, so uh, verticals and, yeah. and doing things with virtualization, VDI, and uh, file an object. Are we in that area too for the dedicated hosting, or I would say more in the file side. More in the file side. File and okay. block. Okay. Um, lesser on the objects. Lesser right on now. the object side. Okay. Okay. And that's just just the way the industry's been so far, right? Yeah. Now, obviously, objects obviously getting bigger and bigger and bigger now, but um, file and object is what I would say is more prim primarily okay. right now. What about pass? 
platform as a service or even application as a service. I'm running SQL Server. I'm running some type of ERP. Um, is that a place where we play and, and the MSPs are serving pretty well using us? Absolutely. Yeah. It's uh, from an application service, it becomes very, very convenient, particularly from pure perspective. The way our arrays are set up, we have these APIs mm -hmm. as well as a lot of, uh, in you know, connectivity as well as easy to set up apps apps particularly right so our customers love that right we get really good feedback on it like you know some one of our msps on the latin america side uh they've just been so jazzed up with what we've been able to produce um and they're and a specialized sap host truck right so it's 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 great to see that kind of feedback from customers absolutely and databases too right i mean databases have some some unique requirements around you know uptime availability which we covered earlier that you know we kind of help msps to meet their slas around that too but you also got to have fast response times absolutely right if you're serving those things i mean you can't let let the apps that rely on the data slow down and bog down yeah and then you know particularly msps do really well in that space with mm -hmm. us right um, you know, from the Oracle side or, you know, if you go to some of the tougher databases to implement SAP, HANA, things like that, it, it's, it's, it's great. It's great world with response levels we see there. Yeah. Yeah. No. Awesome. Um, it's, and the other thing I'm interested in is what are, what are conversations that you and the, and the MSP folks that, 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 you know, that work for Pure and, and manage, manage these folks, what are the conversations that we have where we can uncover where there's value that we can provide? Like what are those, what are those kind of nuggets or entry points, things that we want to be talking about? Uh, so usually the way we talk with MSPs is we start with our value of Evergreen, right? And what that brings to the table. And once we start uh, bringing that, then we also uh, show them the fact that how great some of our performance uh, performance metrics are. Like so, I, I think of an example. One of our one of our MSPs, I think uh, it's on cloud. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, on clouds kind of mentioned to us that they've seen huge amounts of improvement in their uh, restore times uh, because of the moment they went to went to pure. So it it becomes. Uh, very easy. Those kind of nuggets is what we provide to our MSPs and opens up a lot of good discussion. Yeah, you get some very good metrics, I think, yep. right, that you can pull away like, hey, it took us, you know, this many hours to do backups and, you know, we shrunk that down to, you know, a matter of minutes or tens of minutes, that kind of thing. Yep. Um, what about analytics? I feel like every podcast I do these days, I'm having to bring up the role of, of analytics and machine learning and AI and all those things. Natural space, MSPs are progressing into this space. It seems like everyone is. I guess, you know, they've got to account for that as well and provide services where people can throw their analytics in. Is that is that happening as well? Absolutely. It's uh, and from an um, artificial intelligence, machine learning, analytics perspective, these are very difficult things to implement. Yeah. Right? If you start thinking about, you know, what the infrastructure looks like, the, then the, the, you know, the, the people sitting on the back end to be able to support that is very hard. Mm. Um, so from our perspective, we partner with a wonderful partner called Core Scientific, right? They have uh, our flash blades, Aries, things like uh, products there. They're ready to go, easy to implement. I mean, they've got fabulous infrastructure there set up as well. So really seeing a lot of action in that space. That's awesome. Yeah, I figured it, I mean, it just seems to be pervasive and, and everywhere. But as you mentioned, it does seem like a, a more challenging thing to take on as opposed to just kind of a traditional ERP running with a database or, you know, doing virtualized workloads, those it, kinds of things, right? The performance expectations mm -hmm. from, from analytics and AI particularly is very intense, right? Yeah. So start thinking about like a consulting 
or company, they will have data scientists sitting on the back end running hundreds and hundreds of simulation models at the same time, right? Trying to do environment like if you if they're trying to, for example, uh, doing a consulting with retail, they have to look at hundreds of models sometimes to stay out of where to place what products and which which uh, businesses and you know from a supply chain standpoint. So those models require a lot of performance, yeah. right? And usual traditional environments bog down. But our our uh, infrastructure is great for those both that those kind of use cases. And it probably helps solve the silo problem, right? Because that's one of the other things we hear about analytics spaces, right? Is that nobody knows where all the data lives or it lives in different silos and it's different places. And so data accessibility becomes really one of the big challenges um, in addition to, right, the, the speed, right, what, what you need to do for transactions. So I assume MSP would be, you know, be able to easily, not easily, but would be able to aggregate, right, and kind of solve this, this kind of silo problem. Yeah, absolutely. This is uh, one of the big, big things we focused on a lot is making a data available, yeah. right? You know, and not put it all in silos in different places. Or if you want to run an analytics problem, for example, you shouldn't have to go pull 17 different reports from every different totally. places. <laughs> yeah. So those are the things that we've actually focused a lot on making our 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 products ready from the ground up for solving those exact problems. Yeah, yeah, and seamlessly integrating in. Um, as we kind of wrap here, any any specific uh, MSP success stories? You know, we've got some public use cases out there, and we've mentioned some MSPs that we work with by name. But um, actually, I have a history with one. I, I used to go do things with my former employer at Secure24. What, what kind of things do we do there, if that's one that would be interesting to talk about? Yeah, Secure24, um, you know, now part of entity data, mm -hmm. right? We've had a relationship with them for quite a few years now already. And that relationship's gotten bigger and bigger in the last, particularly in the last year or so. Um, we've actually just now, you know, took out for what, uh, one of the big deals that we just did with them. We actually took out a legacy provider's infrastructure two years before um, two years before th that provider provider's infrastructure was actually going to depreciate because of the cost. There was model. that much value that it we could that provide much, out of it. Exactly Interesting. Right. It was that much value for the for Secure Twenty Four to be able to go put pure right now. So I mean, it's just a great win story, story uh, winning story for us. So really excited about how that partnership's shaping up and being able to provide some really great value for the customers. Yeah, that's fantastic. And I know, you know, we're probably talking to multiple audiences here. So hopefully, you know, if you're an MSP and you're listening to this, we'd love to work with you, right? We've got our partner programs for, for MSPs. If you're an end user and you're considering an MSP, you know, talk to us and, and we can point you to the ones that are leveraging Pure so you can get some of the outstanding end user benefits that are out there. And uh, if you're a current customer running, well, thank you for listening as well and for, for leveraging our one of our valued MSPs that are out there. Um, hey, thanks for joining. This was a lot of fun. Where, where should folks go for more information? Uh, certainly. There's, we have a web page specifically dedicated to our MSP program on, on the website. That's the best place to get information. Uh, for our uh, and learn more uh, okay. wonderful wonderful talking as well no right? it was fantastic yeah and so if you want to check that out more on the web just navigate to the uh, upper nav on solutions and then under industries 
companies. And that's where we have the managed service providers. Hey, go ahead and check out the uh, tab on SaaS providers as well, because you and your team look after those. And there's certainly right. some synergies with what we do with, with SaaS. And we had uh, your compatriot Nihal on uh, a little while back earlier this year. We're overdue to get him back on. We need to do that. But uh, um, thank you for uh, coming on to talk about everything MSPs and Pure. And thank you out there for listening, for subscribing, for telling a colleague. We will keep the episodes coming out to you. And with that, we'll go ahead and wrap for Pure Storage and Shobit Bhutani. This is Rob Ludeman saying, don't look back. Something might be gaining on you.